0: Welcome everybody. I'm so excited to be here with you. My name is Sue and I am honored to be hosting a radio show. It's been a while since I've had my own radio show and it feels like a really divinely timed experience for me, not only for me to share on this platform, but also for the world to hear my message there's been something really brewing inside all of us. There's a shift that's happening on the planet. And I know many of you have felt it and experienced it. And for those that are living consciously, have probably felt it for several years now. And it's come to a point where the shift is extraordinarily big feeling. There's a non-negotiable feeling to it. There's a necessity that's rising and the shift is necessary. The challenge that a lot of people are facing right now is how do we navigate the shift? How do we get, navigate all these changes that are happening? There's a lot rising up right now. There's a collective energy rising up. And my intention over the weeks when I'm joining with you each week is to provide you with tools and things that you can do to navigate this powerful shift that's happening on our planet. There's an evolution happening and it's very exciting, but at the same time, it's really challenging to navigate. And I have lots of tools and lots of ideas and perspectives that actually help a lot of people look at the world differently and feel you move from helplessness to hopefulness. We can move from, desperation and confusion to certainty and clarity and confidence and the tools i'm going to share with you over the the weeks that we spend together will totally change how you see the world and how you see the evolution of humanity but will also empower you individually so it's not only going to support you in your own life but it's going to support you in supporting others as well so there's a beautiful ripple effect that can occur So let me back up a little bit and give you a little bit of background. Some of you know me, some of you, I'm new to you. So just to give you a little bit of a sense of who I am. As a young girl, I would sit in the corner of a room and be very painfully shy and quiet. My nickname as a young girl was Squeak. That was one of my nicknames from my aunt because I would sit in the corner and not say anything. I had these big brown eyes observing the world and I was quiet on the outside, but on the inside there was chaos. There was pain, there was suffering, there was confusion, there was a lot of uncertainty. It was turmoil. It was, it was basically an internal hell. That's what I felt. And for the longest time, I was really confused by the messages I would get sitting in a room. I'd look around and I could feel people's emotional pain. Even if they were saying one thing, I could feel what was behind the words. I could feel the energy. I could feel the emotions they were hiding, pretending. I could also feel their physical pain. So if someone was sitting across from me or near me and they had pain in their hip or their shoulder, I could physically feel that pain in my own body as if it was my own. So you can imagine as a small child how confusing that was and how challenging that was. I thought for the longest time I was cursed. I believed that I was being punished and it was really challenging to grow up with that amount of pain on the inside all the while pretending that I was okay on the outside because I didn't want to be a burden for anybody. I didn't want to share that internal turmoil and chaos with others. I didn't want to put that on anyone. So I really kind of swallowed it and carried it for a long time. So I felt like I carried the weight of the world. At the same time, I had this really deep calling in my heart to save the world. And it was, it were those words, save the world. I'm here to save the world. Again, it felt like a big burden as a young child. I couldn't understand how to even navigate that idea. And so how it manifested was me feeling responsible for everybody, feeling like I had to help everyone, everywhere in the world. And I was really struggling all the time, especially if I saw something bad happen or if I watched TV and I saw something on the news, I was really deeply hurt by what was happening around the world. Now, fast forward to today, over the years, I I kind of, I had a wake-up call. We'll talk about that in another, another episode. I had a spiritual awakening, a few of them in different times, but the one in particular that really woke me up to see that my gift as a healer wasn't a curse and that I could actually use it to support others. At the same time, I had to understand that there was a way to navigate that and find who I was meant to support and, and who I wasn't meant to support. And that key was really essential for me. I'm going to share about that a little bit later in the episode when I start to go into the three things that will influence our decision-making and decision-making that actually would be free from regret. I know many of you can look back at your life and have regrets of certain things that you decided or made that you've done in the past or didn't do in the past. This, these tools, this, this awareness that I'm going to create for you today will help you actually moving forward, make decisions without regret. Now, when I was growing up, I always did more what I should do. I followed everybody else's rules. I was trying to be the good girl and make sure I didn't rock the boat. I didn't want to be a burden. So it came a lot as a sacrifice to people, to myself, self-sacrifice. And then I would I would put myself out there but but really hurt myself at the same time. My calling to help others was really, really strong. I was living most of my life by default. I was living unconsciously. I was asleep at the wheel. I had a lot of pain and suffering. I felt like a victim of my circumstances, a victim of life. I felt that life was out to get me somehow. As I talked about earlier, I thought I was being punished. And in that, I realized somewhere along the way that there was another way to live life. And this is when I started to wake up, when I started to become conscious. And I started to shift from life is happening to me to life is happening for me. And that's where I shifted from life by default to life by design. When we're living life by design, this is probably where most of the people that would be on this type of radio show or have been listening to it for a while would be living. And there's three levels of consciousness I'm going to review. Life by default, life by design, and life by divine, which explains why I use that topic, that title for the radio show. When we look at life by default, 80% of the population are still living in that level of consciousness. They're asleep at the wheel. They have no idea that all of their thoughts and their actions actually influence not only their life, but other people's lives as well. It has a global impact. They believe that life is out to get them. A lot of people feel like victims. They they live in fear. They live in pain. There's a lot of suffering. And there's a lot of reacting to life versus responding to life. So, reacting from a place of fear, reacting from a place of anger or rage, reacting from a place of attack. And we're seeing this a lot right now. What's happening is we're all being called to awaken. We're all being called to ultimately live life by divine. The challenge is people don't know how to take that leap, or many people are getting kind of a rude awakening or hitting a hitting the wall, so to speak, or getting the the metaphorical two by four across the, the head to wake them up. When we're in that space of life by default, we project, we blame, we feel helpless, we're full of fear. And if you can imagine, most of the population right now, as the shift is occurring, are in that level of consciousness, living life by default. And they're struggling and their fear is intensifying and growing and they have no tools and they have no understanding how to navigate these shifts, this change. At the same time, there's a lot of people that are worried that everything is getting worse or going backwards. Uh, there's more darkness rising. There's more hatred. There's more outward expression of anger and violence. And yes, we're seeing a lot of that, but it's not, we're not going backwards. It's not getting worse. It's getting uncovered. It's coming to the surface and everything is being revealed. It's in our face. We can't ignore it anymore. It's no longer hidden. It's no longer easy to turn, turn the other cheek or turn a blind eye and pretend that we don't see it. It's in our face. And the challenge is. For those that are still living life by default, they don't know how to navigate this shift. There's their own collective wounds rising up, their own individual wounds rising up, I should say, and there's the collective wounds of humanity rising up at the same time. And it's overwhelming, and it's unnerving, and it's confusing, and it's all of these things where people are living life by default and they just have no idea how to deal with it. So all the anger or anything else that's rising up, they project outward. And that's what we're seeing right now. So I'm just, I'm giving you a perspective of all of these people that are asleep at the wheel, trying to navigate a shift that's happening. And the calling is so strong to awaken, but they're resisting it so intense, intensely. And it keeps them stuck. So when we shift from life by default to life by design, we are actually living more consciously. We actually realize that our thoughts and our beliefs actually influence our external circumstances. So our internal world influences the external world. We are actually more co-creators. We realize that we're actually creating the life that, that, that is in front of us and that we have an ability to navigate or to influence and impact how our life plays out. This is where we start to react less and respond more. We start to respond to life and, and look at it more as an, a challenge or an opportunity to heal something that's left over. We're living more consciously and we're more aware of how our own thoughts and beliefs and our own decisions influence other people and humanity as a whole we're still very much individual and kind of moving through our through our world but we're realizing that it's not just a conscious decision to live at the level of the mind we start to live at the level of the heart so we start to become more heart-led we start to trust our intuition more we start to remember to trust our intuition we were born remembering we were born with the knowing We were born trusting. We are programmed to forget. We're programmed to distrust our intuition. We're programmed to think about it and get into our heads about it to analyze things instead of trusting and letting our heart lead. So life by design ends up being an in-between level where we go from being asleep to more awake but not fully fully awake yet not fully surrendered yet life by design allows us to feel like we're co-creating a life with a force that's bigger than us or a force that's moving through us so I talk about the heart a lot and leading with your heart Another way to say that is leading with your soul, leading with your spirit, leading with God, leading with your source. You can use whatever word resonates for you and just know that whatever word resonates for you is purposeful. When we live life by design, we feel more empowered. We feel like we actually have a more of a sense of control. We don't feel like a victim so much anymore. We feel like we're actually navigating this life a little differently and and we feel like we're more in the driver's seat. When we shift from life by design to life by divine, that's a whole other level of surrender. And that's where I'm calling all of you to start to live with that level of consciousness. Now, for some of you, it's going to take a while to get there. For others, you might already be there. And for some of you, it might just be a few steps, a few tweaks, and, and you're off and, and practicing life by divine. But over the weeks, as we spend our time together, I'm going to give you as many tools as possible and as many different perspectives as possible to allow you to naturally move into living life by divine. Life by divine for me is letting my heart lead me 100% of my day with every decision I make. I promised I was going to talk about the the three things to look at to have regret-free decision-making, and that's what we're going to explore today. So this is kind of giving you a little bit of a sense of that, where we're leading here. When we look at life by divine, we are essentially surrendering our personal will and allowing our soul's will to be brought forth and be moved through us. Our personal agenda is set aside and our higher agenda, the the grand plan, the part that we're meant to play in the grand plan is what we put forth in the world, what we choose to focus on, what we're willing to, to allow to come through us. So part of the divine plan for me is having this platform, having a radio show. And it was interesting because I had a, I had two interviews back to back on two other people's radio show podcasts. And the first one was very lovely and it was a beautiful conversation. We could go, there was a willingness to go deep and there was, Uh, A curiosity about my message and we actually, it was just such a beautiful synchronicity and it was like a dance and the communication was easy and flowing. The next day I had an interview and I was talking about this topic, life by default, life by design or life by divine. And she allowed me to talk about life by design and life by default. But she derailed me and, and brought me in a different direction. We changed course altogether with the interview instead of talking about life by divine. And I was like all like juicy wanting to go into life by divine. And she just wasn't willing to go there with me. So I went with the flow of the interview because it wasn't my platform. It wasn't, I wasn't in charge of, of where the conversation went. So I went with the flow. But I got off that interview and I realized that I needed my own platform. I needed my own platform because the messages that are coming through me are so strong and so intense that if I don't let them out, I I feel like I'm just going to burst. So this timing of this radio show is, is beautifully synchronized with the calling in my heart to really share more and extend this message. Now, a lot of the messages that I'm talking about are from my newest book, which is called Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong, A 30-Day Guide to Navigate Life When the Shift Hits the Fan, and the shift we've been talking about. So each day is a theme or a perspective that helps us unwind our minds and align with our heart. It helps us unprogram, unlearn, Clear the fear and everything else that's going on in the mind and create more of a clean slate to allow more life by divine. Allow us to live the life that we're meant to be living right now. The calling of the world, humanity's call, this global call is so strong right now that there's no more hiding. There's no more delay. There's no more pretending. There's no more, you know, uh, numbing it out and pretending that it's not happening. There's no more hiding. It's it's just not possible anymore. And the reason for that is because there's so much shifting, not only individually, but collectively. The call for the evolution of humanity, all of humanity, all of us need to wake up. Not just one or two of us, not just a hundred, not just a million all of us need to wake up. And right now, this shift is literally shaking the ground beneath our feet. And the shaking is meant to wake us. It's shaking us up to wake us up. This is the good news. It's good news. And a lot of people believe they're, they're afraid of it. And if you resist it, it will actually get more intense. So the key is to allow, to surrender, to embrace, to say yes, to say yes to the shift, to to say yes to play your part. My part happens to be, right now, through radio show, my part happens to be sharing the messages from my book. Sometimes my part is walking my dogs. So, Our part kind of plays and shifts and evolves with what's going on in our life. And when we live life by divine, the beautiful thing is all of those details are taken care of. When we let our heart lead, we are working with a force far greater and a knowing that goes well beyond our physical limited mind, our limited program mind. It's a knowing that taps into a source that is serving everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. It's a beautiful, beautiful synchronicity. It's a beautiful orchestration. When we actually follow our heart and trust the guidance that comes from there versus our head, we're actually serving the highest good of all. So life by divine is in service to everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. It's a gift for humanity. It's a beautiful gift. And all of us are being asked to move in that direction. We either allow and say yes and surrender And clear all the blocks to love, clear all our fear, heal all our collective wounds and our individual wounds and process all of that. Or we resist it. What we're seeing right now is a lot of resistance and it's resistance, not from a place of ignorance. It's a, it's a, it's a resistance based on just, they don't understand, they don't know how to navigate. So humanity needs these kinds of tools. Humanity needs this type of perspective. So over the weeks that we spend together each week, I would encourage you to tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. with me, 1 p.m. Pacific time, for this radio show and if you're just joining right now you're listening to life by divine with sue Dumais, and i am sharing some tools that will help you navigate the shift that's happening on our planet when we live life by divine remember we're in service to everyone and it's a gift for all of humanity as we go through these weeks I'm going to share more and more tools with you. And my promise to you is I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I definitely can promise that. I will not tell you what you want to hear, but I promise to tell you what you need to hear. And what we need to hear as humanity is not always what we want to hear. So I'm not here, like, life by divine, it sounds all nice and Cushy and soft and loving and I, I am, I'm all about love and compassion and empathy. And at the same time, I need to tell you the radical, honest truth. And the visions I receive as a visionary healer, I get a lot of downloads. I get a lot of visions and these visions really support me in understanding what's happening in the world so that I can actually do my work more effectively without the fear. And at the same time, if I share these visions, in the times that I have shared these visions, there's been a lot of relief. It instills a lot of hope because it gives people a different perspective. So I'm going to share different perspectives to open your minds, soften your hearts, and help you align with your heart's calling, your deepest heart's call. My intention is to help everyone align with love and embody love as much as you can and answer the call for love. So when we see people being violent, we see anger, we see different expressions in the world, what we can do is show up in love, in service to love, as love, as messengers of love. Now, before we take a break, I want to tell you, love doesn't always look kind. Love doesn't always sound nice. Sometimes what people need to hear is, and and the way they need to hear it, is not always kind. Sometimes we need to stand up and say, that's not okay. What you're doing is not okay. You need to stop what you're doing is actually harming in this way. Sometimes we need to be radically honest and sometimes we're meant to speak up and share something that makes us feel uncomfortable and maybe someone else feel uncomfortable. Answering the call for love is not always fluffy and soft and kind sounding. It can be stern and direct. And I'm gonna give you as many tools as I can to help you navigate some of those sweaty palm conversations. But for now, the idea of radical, honest truth is what we're going to continue to explore here on Life by Divine. So we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, I want to dive into the three things that influence regret-free decision-making. Yes, it's possible to have regret free decision making to make these decisions from this deeper place of knowing and not look back and just know that, that they were purposeful and that it was clear and no more going between head and heart and, and sitting in confusion and doubt afterwards. Regret free decision making is what we're going to explore. You're listening to life by define. My name is Sue and we'll be right back. <music> Did you know that you can rate our shows on iTunes? Yep, you can share your thoughts about the topics, the hosts, and the special guests. You can also leave a suggestion. Then, when you're done, rate the show. The hosts love your feedback, and others appreciate it. So next time you download a show, take a second to leave your thoughts and rate it. If you want to stay on top of everything that's happening at Contact Talk Radio, there's no simpler way than following us on Twitter. You'll know what shows are currently playing, who the special guests are, what topics are being discussed. The information is always fresh. You can follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash CTR network. It's easy. Again, that's twitter.com slash CTR network. Better living is just a tweet away. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine, and I'm your host, Sue Dume. I've been talking about the idea of life by default, life by design, and life by divine, and where we actually can be making decisions from. And that's what we're going to dive into next, is really looking at the three things that influence regret-free decision-making. I know for me, I can look back at my life. You know, most people can look back in hindsight and look at some decisions they made and kind of go, oh, I can't believe I made that decision. I can't believe I did that. And others can look back at, you know, and, and have no regret at all. Or maybe you just have regret around one or two things and you feel clear about others. What is it that creates regret? What is it that causes us to feel that feeling of regret? It's where we are making the decision from in the first place. And if we start to make the decision from more of a conscious place, which is that life by divine I was talking about earlier, then we can live a life without regret. We can know that when we're operating at that level, when we're making decisions at that level, We're actually making decisions based on the collective highest good of all of humanity. So that brings me to the three things. Let's start to explore those three things. When you make a decision, I want you to think about a decision you made recently. Did you just like make it without thinking about it? Did you have a feeling or a sense? You know, what is your process for decision-making. Let's begin there. Kind of take a moment to reflect on what is it and how do you currently make decisions? Do you just jump in and and just wing it? Do you sit and analyze? Do you weigh the pros and cons? Do you reflect on it? Do you get a really head head-heavy kind of process? Do you just have a feeling and you jump in and go for it? Everybody's decision-making capability is different. And the programmed way to make decisions is the analyzing, weighing the pros and cons, and thinking about it. That's the head process. Now, if you think about it, when we were born, we weren't born thinking about everything. We were born natural observers. We were born very curious and in this state of wonderment. And we explored our world. We went from one toy to the next or one person to the next. We explored our world with great curiosity. We didn't have preconceived notions. We didn't have pre-programmed fears of how to make decisions or what decisions we should make or shouldn't make. We didn't have our parents' influence and our other people's influence our teachers' influence and adults' influence. We didn't have any of that because we were still fresh and new and a, a wide open mind. The programming happened and a lot of the programming is inherited. A lot of the programming is collective as well. So we're not only inheriting our parents, Programming and the, the adults around us, the influencers around us, we're not only inheriting their programming. We're also inheriting generational programming. Now I'll talk about that in another show, but I just want you to recognize too. It's not just this, your parents and your grandparents. It's like a generations behind. It's usually often back five, six, seven generations behind. We can actually have that influential programming in our minds. And in our lives. So the inherited programming is another thing we can, we can look at. For today's episode, I want to look at three things. Every time we make a decision, we're coming from one of three places we can be aware of. We can boil it down to to kind of coming from a place of love and fear. That's the simplest way to look at it. But I want to look at it a little differently, because I know a lot of you probably have heard that before. In every decision, there is either an element of fear or there's an element of guidance. Sometimes we can have the guidance and still have fear. But the guidance is the true decision, the true choice point. It's the choice point that serves all of humanity all together, all at once. So when we're making a decision from fear, we often will let fear either stop us. We will use fear to fuel us into action. We will allow fear to paralyze us. Some of us have gotten comfortable with fear. Like myself, I used to be paralyzed with fear. Now I use fear as a a pointer. If I'm afraid to do something, I recognize that that's probably the direction I'm meant to go and I'll often face the fear and do it anyways. Or I'll soften into the fear, acknowledge it and make peace with it and then take inspired action. So I use fear as a pointer. So how does fear show up for you? How do you process fear? Do you process fear? Are you aware of fear? in your decision making do you make decisions from a place of guilt and obligation those are fear based decisions do you say yes when you're meant to say no because you don't want to disappoint people that's fear disguised as people pleasing so fear can disguise itself in many many ways so when you're facing a decision do you feel fear that's the question am i feeling fear right now and if i'm feeling it where do I feel it? People think that fear is kind of just in the mind and it's not. There's a physical response in the body of fear. And often I find if we can actually go into the physical experience of fear and recognize it as an energy, emotions are energy in motion, so we can recognize it as an energy that needs to move or shift. We can actually process it fairly quickly or more easily than if we're Rolling around in our mind with all the thoughts and beliefs and, and the programming that's up there. So when I, when people mention they feel fear, I always ask, where do you feel that fear in your body? Where's that fear? When you go into it, can you sit down beside it? Instead of resisting the fear and not wanting to have the fear there, can you sit down beside it? Can you become friends with it for a moment? Can you witness it? Can you see it? Can you accept it? And then the invitation is to soften and just allow it to be there. And and then the invitation to let it move and process and rise up. So for those of you that aren't familiar with what an intuitive healer is, I'm going to just give you a little heads up or hearts up here. All of my words, my voice, everything I do, everything I put out in the world is infused with healing energy. It's infused and it holds a gift of potential. Potential for healing, potential for shifting mindsets, healing something that's no longer serving you. So just in me even speaking about this and you receiving this message, however you're receiving it, is an opportunity for you to heal. So in this moment, you could say yes to healing. Yes, I'm willing to heal my fear. Yes, I'm willing to To heal what's no longer serving me. So anytime you're listening to the show, just say yes. Just say yes and see what happens. So when we're operating from a place of fear, we always assume that we're meant to do something, but we're afraid to do it. And this is where resistance comes in. That's the second thing I want to talk about. So there's three things, fear, resistance, and guidance. When we're looking at resistance, resistance can show up as fear. It can show up as procrastination. It can show up as laziness. It can show up as being too busy. It can show up as, you know, irritability, frustration, tired, fatigue, wanting to go take a nap, wanting to run away, wanting to avoid. It can show up as using social media as a distraction. It can even show up as listening to you know, 20 podcast radio shows that are all spiritually based, that can still be resistance. It's not always guided to listen to all of these spiritual shows all the time. So when we follow the guidance, we're actually letting our heart lead us, not our head, and it's actually giving us exactly what we need in that moment for our own healing, but also contribute to, do, to be able to contribute to the healing of the whole. So we're looking at the healing of the whole of humanity. So when we're willing to play our part and follow the guidance, then there's no resistance. It's, we just take action with following the guidance. When there's resistance, we can actually use it as a friend. We can use it as a pointer to where there's a discord. So my definition of resistance is the gap between what the mind thinks and what the heart knows. I'll say that again. It's a gap between what the mind thinks and what the heart knows. So the further away your mind is from your heart, the further away your thinking is from your knowing in your heart, the bigger the gap, the bigger the resistance. The shorter or the closer together you are between your head and your heart, the less resistance. So the resistance can be something small as niggling or it can be something big and massive and huge. And I invite you to look at all resistance. Resistance is a beautiful friend pointing to what you need to heal. So same thing with fear, stop and feel the resistance. How is it showing up? Maybe it's showing up as procrastination. And your ego mind, that part of you that, that teaches you fear and it's programmed for fear. The ego part of your mind will actually convince you that procrastination is being lazy. So that's a distraction. You're procrastinating, therefore you're lazy. But what if the guidance is not to take action? What if the guidance is no action? And you're judging yourself because you think you should be in action. You should be doing something. But the procrastination is actually your heart saying not yet, not now. See, our mind can create these stories and take us down these wormholes and make us feel like we're doing it wrong or we're not doing it right or we're not doing it good enough or we're not doing enough even. But the heart knows. The heart knows what we need, what's for our highest good, and the heart knows what's for everyone's highest good. So when we actually trust our intuition and follow our heart, it's for us and everyone. This is really important to hear. Because most people think that following their heart is being selfish and self-absorbed. It's actually an act of love for everyone, including you. Following your heart, following the guidance within is an act of love for everyone, including you. So when there's resistance, sometimes the resistance is there because your heart is saying, no, not yet. And your mind is saying, you got to do this. You should be doing this. You should have done it months ago or years ago. It's all judgment. The mind keeps us in that resistance. It keeps that gap and it grows it. And then we feel more and more uncomfortable. This is what's happening right now. There's a calling in our heart to awaken. And everybody who's in the life by design and life by divine conscious level are having a challenging time navigating, but they're navigating. Resisting here and there, but navigating. People that are actually asleep at the wheel and life by default, they're really having a hard time and they're challenged to the core and they're resisting it because they don't understand it. So the gap between their heart and their mind increases and they have more and more resistance. So what's happening when you resist the shift that's happening right now on the planet is there's a lot of people leaving. There's a lot of people committing suicide. There's a lot of disease. There's a lot of illness coming up. And there's only going to be more if we don't help everyone shift their level of consciousness. Now, I'm not saying you need to go out and try and save everyone. What I'm saying is, are you willing to play your part? Are you willing to play your part in contributing to the healing of the whole? Are you willing to play the part that you're meant to play in the, the lives of the people around you, and out in the world. So some of us have a bigger role to play, some of us have a smaller role to play, but every role is essential. Every role is essential. Your role is essential. Are you willing to play your part? When you roll with your resistance, accept your resistance, see it as a signal just to look inward where am I holding this resistance? What is it really about? I, I'm thinking it's about this, but maybe it's not about that. What if I don't know what it's about? That opens up a curious mindset. And then you can actually look inward and see where the resistance is and what it's actually pointing to. And When you drop down into your heart space and you ask, what now? What would you have me do? From there, you will receive the guidance that's in service to everyone. because that is a bridge to our soul to our spirit to the source of all all of us everywhere it's our it's our connection to god and we receive these beautiful messages guidance moment to moment step by step of what to do when to do it where to do it and how to do it everything's given it's like following a beautiful recipe one step at a time. All we need to do is focus on the step that's in front of us and our willingness to play our part and take the step that's in front of us has the potential to shift everything that's happening in the world. If all of us did that all together, all at once, the world would instantly change. Now we don't focus on everyone doing it. We focus on what is my part? In this moment, what would you have me do? That's what we're asking our heart. What would you have me do? And when we make decisions from that place, we know we're in service. And it sometimes looks like we disappoint people because sometimes it means we say no to things. And and they might not, they might not like that. And sometimes it looks like us you know, going in a different direction than what other people want. Or sometimes that looks like a a relationship kind of dissolving or evolving. Whatever it looks like, trust that it's purposeful. When you follow your heart, when you live your life by divine, you're in service to everyone, everywhere, all at once. Including you. You're included in that. All the details are given. All of your needs are met. Everything is provided. It's a beautiful way to live life. This is how I live my life. And the life I live now is, is a, a intense contrast, an extreme contrast to how I used to live it. There is miracles all around. Every day I celebrate the miracles. I'm living an extraordinary life, and I'm in awe of it. The gifts and the way my intuitive gift comes comes through me is miraculous, and I'm in awe of it. I live in this constant state of awe and wonderment. And it's a beautiful place to live because when I'm doing the work I'm doing, It can be challenging. Helping people walk through their wounds and face their fears can be really challenging. And every time I take their hand and walk with them through the darkness, through their past traumas, through their past wounds, there is always light on the other side. There is always light. As we walk through the fear, as we walk through the past pain, there is always light and relief on the other side. There's always peace, always. The world needs more of us to wake up, to share the messages that come through our hearts, to sing the songs that are coming through us, to draw the photos and pictures and and contribute to the healing of the whole by allowing our unique gift to come through us in the way it's meant to, as its unique expression. Mine happens to be through words, through healing energy, through books, through this radio show, through speaking on stages, that that happens to be my platform. But I need you to know that my platform is not more important than anybody else's platform. I need you to see that each one of us has a unique role to play And that that role is essential and we're all contributing to the healing of the whole. And that's the gift that we would like to extend to humanity because that's the gift for all of us to embody our heart. Yes, and follow the deepest calling in our heart. That is what's going to change the world. And that's what I'm most passionate about. So you've been listening to Life by Divine with Sujume, and I'm excited to continue to share some more ideas, perspectives, insights, visions. And I, again, I mean, I just I'm going to say I'm probably going to share stuff that no one's really talking about. I'm going to share not very few people are talking about or I'm going to share perspectives that are kind of fresh and different and We didn't get into life by design and how that actually keeps us stuck. I would love to, to dive deeper into that over the next weeks with you as we embark on this journey together. And I'm, I'm inviting you to join me each week, Tuesdays at 1 PM Pacific. And let's, let's do this together. We're not meant to heal on our own. We're not meant to do this all by ourselves. We're not meant to be the lone wolves. That worked for a long time. What what used to work is no longer working. We're meant to heal collectively. And what's happening right now, we see all these groups coming together, standing up, standing out, standing strong together. We need to be able to stand up inside of ourselves and then stand up collectively within these small, smaller groups and really feel empowered within those groups and initially that might feel a bit like separation because as one group stands up and speaks their truth and heals their collective wound it actually triggers a collective wound in another group we're going to talk about that more as we go along because it's a really important perspective that we need to see right now because we're teaching about oneness and we're teaching about love and coming together as humanity, but it's gonna look a little bit like separation for a little while. But part of you saying yes to playing your part, saying yes to standing up and standing out, standing strong, whatever your part looks like, whatever you're meant to do is gonna contribute and play an essential part in the healing of the whole. And I invite you to say yes to it. So as we embark on this weekly journey, I look forward to sharing more with you. And I'm going to just give you a little hearts up here before we complete today's show. I do have our enrollment opening. We do a once a year enrollment for the intuitive coaching program through Heart Led Living. And the program is designed to remove all blocks to you being the clearest channel possible to allow you to really... Stand up, stand out, stand strong and allow your unique gift to be expressed through you, especially if you're a healer or a coach to be able to align with that fully and wholly and completely will allow you to be of greatest service in the world. You can learn more at heartledliving.com and click on become a coach. If you're interested, our enrollment starts and the next program starts October 2nd. I look forward to sharing more with you over the next few weeks. And if you want to find me, of course, you can visit my website and join me on Facebook there as well. I'd love to see you and get to know you and unite our hearts together as we embark on this beautiful journey to make such a positive influence on this extraordinary time to be alive. I love you all. Thank you for coming. Until next time. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heart ledliving.com